pre-Hanukkah punk podcast. About a week away from Hanukkah. What are you gonna do, Hanukkah? I'm be recording music. Oh, we're doing music. Nice. Yeah, that's actually something we can maybe talk about a little bit. Actually, I wasn't really planning on doing that, but it's actually kind of a cool, cool thing. 2016 Hanukkah, I decided to dedicate uh, my music to to God. Tried to make it more transparent. Yeah. And actually, just literally, I've been solely recording music on. I call them the Judeo-Christian holidays. Oh, wow. Because all these holidays are celebrated in the Bible, either in the Old Testament or the New Testament. If we accept the Old Testament, why are we not celebrating holidays that were, uh, you know, that were uh, celebrated, you know, by, you know, in those times? And why are we, why wouldn't we? And then in the New Testament, there's, Holidays that are talked about too. Well, I don't think the values are the same anymore. Yeah. Christian and Christian Judeo values are kind of I don't work now. Well, there's definitely an antagonisticness towards it for sure, but. Going back to the music thing, I kind of dedicated the music to those times, to making the music, producing the music, recording it and everything, solely on those, those days, those, I call them the Sabbaths, because that's what the, the Bible calls them as the Sabbaths, but really it's just it's dedicating the music to God on times where I feel like his spirit is more present. Oh. Because it's, it's an intentional thing. It's like when we decide to observe the Sabbaths, yeah. the holidays, the Judeo-Christian holidays. The Sabbaths? Yeah, because they're, they're basically an extension of the main Sabbath, the seventh day. Oh. Because it's the same kind of procedure. It's the same kind of acknowledgement. It's like a time where we... Draw closer to the Lord yeah. and rest. And that's what the holidays are too. There are times for us to draw closer to, you know, him, you know, and I feel he's more present in those times. I just have the weirdest thoughts about how Jews the Jewish religion doesn't consider Jesus God, and I know there's a difference, but the Christians see Jesus as God. So, it just makes me wonder how legit all this Jewish holidays and cousins are. Well, that's an interesting point. I just merely say that, hey, these were times where God was did miracles. Yeah. 
And God is a jealous God. Like, he wants praise. Like, he wants us to acknowledge the things that he's done and, like, reverence them in obedience. And that's why I believe we need to acknowledge the, the Sabbaths. I mean, it says actually in the Bible, like, you forsake my, forsook my Sabbaths, you know? And so well, what are these Sabbaths? He's not talking about the Sabbath, the seventh day, and keeping the Sabbath holy for the seventh day. He's talking about, like, you forgot, you stopped acknowledging the great things that I did, essentially, is what he's saying there. You forsook my, the Sabbaths, and, like, you know, your heart went astray from me. But That's how legit do you think Judaism is? This isn't about Judaism. It's about what Yahweh did. Like, what he's done, his miracles, you know, how he delivered his people, you know, how he's a deliverer, you know, how he's a good God, you know, so to speak. He's done great wonders and, you know, and signs and stuff to prove he's a good God. So, um, God wants us to acknowledge that remember it remember those things those great wonders and stuff that he's done but that's according to Jewish law isn't it? this isn't a this isn't necessarily about law it's about just drawing close to God I believe oh cool I don't know I'm just trying to defend the the practice of observing these times, you know, I guess. And that's why I decided to uh, make the music, you know, align with that because I just felt like it would make the music more of God and less about me. Yeah. And I feel because of that, I've gotten some pretty, like, cool... Uh, unique kind of uh, stuff that's come through, you know. Uh -huh. Lyric happened. Yeah, like for for instance, uh, these new guys that I was working with. Um. Well, I started doing this in 2016. Yeah. I think I might have mentioned that. Started doing the music on yeah. during started on Hanukkah 2016. That was the first time I recorded a song uh, but on t Hanukkah 2019 in December right as the coronavirus pandemic began God brought uh, Kyle and Tim a father and son that I was once babysat by uh, their, Tim's wife Kyle's mother yeah. was a baby, babysat me uh, when I was uh, you know younger and uh I didn't seen this guy for 20 years. But he and his dad came by my parents' house. I just so happened to be at my parents' house. It was the third day of Hanukkah 2019. And I just believe that uh you know, I was supposed to start working with those guys. Oh. Cuz I was just they went he's like, "Oh, are you still do music?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And he's like, "Well, I went to Seattle Art Institute and got a degree in production of music. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh. You know, so obviously he knows a little bit about that kind of stuff. And so we just started working and 
I just feel like God just anointed it. His dad even started coming in and playing some of his wind instruments and the music and stuff and giving it kind of like a Dave Matthews almost kind of flair. Cool. You know, like I've told you about that, but I just believe that that was almost kind of like a miracle in itself. You know, yeah. it was like these guys like coming by on Hanukkah wanting to do music was kind of like God directing them because for three years, you know, since 2016, I was like specifically doing only music uh, on Hanukkah and other holiday times like Passover and would you do music before these the picture? Well, I was doing it with another uh, producer guy that lived right by my parents' house. Oh. Like, right by the river. Cool. So, and he was, like, thinking about, like, kind of retiring from doing, like, production any longer and... Oh focusing on other stuff and so I was like it was like a perfect time for this guy to come in uh, him and his dad and on Hanukkah 2019 uh-huh. you know like I was saying and I just feel it was kind of like a divine timing type thing you know and it's I think like God's been anointing it and stuff are they rockers? oh yeah Kyle Kyle is his dad isn't you know he's like a, uh, you know, senior citizen type guy, his dad. So, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, you know, that's not really his style. Yeah. He's more of like, you know, Grateful Dead type, you know, like that type of era, you know, the 60s and grew up, you know, in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. <laughs> but that's cool, you know. I, I like incorporating that kind of a style into folky kind of Dave Matthews kind of style into the into the mix a little bit. It's cool. <laughs> Definitely change up from a regular head banging. Yeah, that's a different element. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like it. But talking a little bit about my music here uh, that I've been doing on the the uh, Jewish holidays, Hanukkah particularly, because Hanukkah is just a really cool holiday. Yeah. And we got Hanukkah coming up here in a little over a week. Um, you know, so it's getting pretty close and uh, excited about it. Um, you know, this is obviously kind of a special Hanukkah because of what's going on, you know, in Israel right now with Hamas and everything and uh but you know Hanukkah's all about like a battle dude <laughs> it was like Israel's taking a stand in revolution it's a revolution you know and they had to go up against Alexander the Great's empire Greece you know and Alexander the Great was like totally cool to the Jewish people you know and that was that was actually pretty cool, and you know, so now we have like another battle in Israel to, you know, kind of similar going on on Hanukkah here. <laughs> well, so I don't think this this conflict's gonna be over before Hanukkah. No, definitely not. And there's got to be some sort of biblical application. 
footprint yeah. or whatever it was all the biblical I want to say wars but Middle Eastern controversies or whatever. Well, you know, there's always going to be the skeptic. People are going to say, oh, this doesn't mean anything or something. You know, this has been happening forever. And And maybe it has. Maybe it's just getting more media covers now. Well, obviously, they're trying to... uh, The media is always looking for something to sensationalize. You know, whether it's COVID-19 or a, a war like this. You know, before it was a war in, in the Ukraine. Now we're not really, like, so hot on that one. Yeah. You know, now it's like it's all about Israel, the war in Israel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new sensationalized story, you know. Yeah, well, that, that area does definitely has more of an effect on the world than, say, Russia yeah. Yep. <laughs> but you make an inter- interesting point in, like I said, about Israel and uh, not accepting Christ. So the not accepting Christ thing is kind of puts them at risk in a way like God can't extend his full sympathies if if Jesus is really like the Messiah if Jesus is really the Messiah God can't really like I mean that's gotta be acknowledged into the equation right you think you would be at least acknowledged that's what you just said but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, I'm just reiterating your point that you made that I thought was good, you know, or just, you know, what about all of this, you know, like, they don't accept Christ. Christ is the Son of God, and there's going to be a return of Christ and a judgment of God, then that seems problematic for a Jewish people, you know, and. It's it's like a stumbling block. There's no way around it. It is an issue. Nobody wants to acknowledge that as an issue at all, though. That's the thing. No, I know know it. It has no effect on this whatsoever. The majority of people are saying, "Leave, leave Christ out of this whole situation. You know what I mean? Christ is a mythological figure, right? You <laughs> can just see Christ being like, what the heck, man? It would be really interesting to see Christ's opinion on all this, you know, but would people even care? They're like, no, we want Muhammad's, you know. Uh, Muhammad. Well, Muhammad's opinion, not Christ. Who the fuck is Muhammad? The prophet of uh, Islam. Oh. That's why Muhammad Ali called himself Muhammad Ali, because he is wanted to exalt himself as like a great... Uh-huh. 
a great Muslim figure. And then Ali was the name that the Druzes called Allah. They worship Allah in the name of Ali, the Druzes, the sect of Islamic faith called the Druzes worshipped, according to Arthur Edward Waite in a new encyclopedia of Freemasonry, they worshipped, the Druzes worshipped Allah in the name of Ali. So, Muhammad Ali, yeah, it's like, that seems like a pretty self-righteous, arrogant name to, to change yourself from. Yeah. He was Cassius Clay before. Former too. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Change his name from Muhammad. No, from, no, he converted to Islam. Oh. And his name before was Cassius Clay. Oh. And then he, when he converted, he changed his name as most people do, just like Kareem Abdul Jabbar did. Oh. Uh huh. To a very like he is. Prophet and God. That's what his name means. Is like a prophet and God at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> to me, that seems like an arrogant, yeah, an arrogant name to call yourself. It, it, well, it, you could have been like Jabbar or something like that. That <laughs> sounds like someone that talks about themselves in the third person a lot. The Ali. The Muhammad Ali wishes to bang that chick. <laughs> the Ali. The. <laughs> no, but really, we're just trying to bring to light stuff about the faith of Islam. And what garbage it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Islam was... It was... Uh, they cleansed the, the, the Kaaba, it's called. The holy place of Mecca. They cleansed it of the 19... Uh, no, was it no? It was essentially cleanse of the the polytheistic gods. So they all converted to just one god, uh-huh. which was Allah, <laughs> which makes it a monotheistic religion, just like Judaism or Christianity. But that's all Muhammad did. He just cleansed the Kaaba. I think you have like the 19 pillars in the Kaaba or whatever it is. They all, they all signify, they have an occult meaning. Oh. And, uh, yeah, he just cleansed it of the polytheistic. Uh, religion, pagan religion that it was before because he believed that he received a word from Allah that Allah only wanted to be worshipped solely as, you know, and that was it. And that was a part of his prophetic reformation of the old, you know, 
pagan system that it was. Essentially, <clears throat> Allah is the same as Bel of uh, Babylon. It's the same deity. He's a moon god. And uh, so it, it's pagan. I mean, the, the sickle and the moon is pagan symbolism. It just seems like so much is pagan. Yeah, Osiris, the god of Egypt. The chief deity of Egypt, which is the equivalent of Allah, is a moon god as well. They're all moon gods and sun gods, and it's all about the sun and moon, worshipping the sun and moon. It's paganism. Uh-huh. You know, and it's not... And Jesus said all that... Yeah, I think that the one thing paganism has gone for is most people don't even know what they do is pagan. People are just so... Yeah, they're just so... Like, I mean, it's a traditional thing for all these people. They don't question it. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I didn't know... I... I didn't know that I didn't love paying crap up until not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, we're trying to come out of Babylon, you know, and that's why we got to expose the paganism because the paganism is really what's like causing people to uh, be under the control of of the beast because the beast is Babylon. It is paganism. Babylon is the ultimate pagan... (laughs) pagan civilization so to speak I mean really I mean it's where everything began after the flood it was in Babylon you know with with ham like pork not pork no ham (laughs) according to the book of Jasher which is referenced multiple times in the Old Testament as a uh, credible book and source I believe references ham as a black person so, the the leader of Babylon after the flood was a black person. He was of the black race. And I think that the people before the flood, the gods, were black. Or half black. So, it's, a, it's always black people, like, are always at the, somehow, like, find themselves in the center of attention somehow. I wonder how long Blacks have been interracial. Since the beginning, since the time of the gods. Yeah, and that's why it says I, it was the gods who were, I believe, involved in interracial. There was an interracial thing. And, you know, the early descendants of Cain are the gods before the flood. And yeah, so it says it like it was in the time of Noah which I believe, once again, the gods, the mighty men of old, men of renown, half black, half white, potential half white, half black people, were, were the deities that worship, just like it is in this time, with like people like Patrick Mahomes. Half black, half white. My sister's husband, half black, half white. Yeah, <laughs> but essentially, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it just... 
that's kind of like what we're bringing to light. You know, it's like the glamour. It's like the glamorization of that is like another sign of like the way it was before the flood. I believe there's nothing you can do about it. I think you don't have much people kind of lean towards being white whiter when their mixed blood was white. It's almost like there's no mixed blood. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you just look at Walter, yeah. you could tell he was part black man or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he resembles a white guy in almost everything he does. Mm-hmm. His job, he's a baker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he's Dated by sister for oh yeah fifteen years. And yeah, I remember. No, longer than that, dude. It's been longer than that. Has <laughs> it? Oh yeah, dude. Oh. I think so. Has it been twenty? I think it almost has been, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they've been together for almost twenty years, dude. <sighs> Man. That must be nice. Yeah, it's a good thing, dude. Be able to stay together with somebody for that long is pretty good. Yeah. In this day and age, yeah. This day and age is like unheard of. Kind of, yeah. It's a rare, rare thing, rare occurrence. <laughs> to say <laughs> there's not much on the palate well we're figuring out that our discussions about wars in the Middle East are kind of redundant at best with all the coverage on the wars right now well, we tried to bring a different light to the table by bringing, interjecting Hanukkah into the mix, though. So, we're kind of just, we're talking about it because of Hanukkah coming up, and it's just, I feel we have a different angle to bring to light to the Solomon's Porch episode we just did. So you should check it out. We're already not checking it out right now. <laughs> this is already not a part of checking it out. Because you're listening to the second episode, and you've already listened to it already, potentially. Or you just thought it sucked and skipped to this episode now. The <laughs> way. Either way, we're happy to have you. Uh-huh. 
happen with this new presidential election? It's just kind of the biggest election we've had in 50 years. Well, it's definitely one of the most oddest elections <laughs> that's happened. It's going to be a weird one. Donald, with all the Donald Trump stuff going around. Yeah. About him, you know, it is kind of weird. But this uh, Santos guy, been following him at all? The Santos? No, no, no. Uh, George Santos. Oh. He's no. that guy that was like... No. Some guy from New York. I don't know what. He's like, what exactly? He was just involved in some bad stuff, and he got exposed for it, and he's like being expelled. But he's just basically saying that all of the people that... Expelled from what? Well, expelled from his position in Congress or whatever. He's oh. there. But he's just saying that all of his colleagues are like... Uh, it's like an orgy or something. It's like Hollywood. It's like he was just basically saying that like... Politics is no different than Hollywood, essentially. It's like everybody's sleeping with everybody and stuff. And so he was trying to justify his behavior in light of all of the other people who are, according to him, just as bad, just as deserving of being expelled. Evil doers. Yeah, just abusing their position of power. Like, these people don't even deserve to have a position of power over others. You know, they're... You know, they're just a bunch of... Man whores and uh, horses. Uh, horses? Horses. Like a whore. Uh, she's a horse. We'll call, <laughs> we'll call them horses. Horses. Uh, it's, it definitely is a little more easier coming off the tongue, but. Horses. And it's kind of a dig because we call him a horse. A horse, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing ladies don't want to be called a horse. Well, they definitely want to not be called a horse face. She's ugly as a horse face. She's got the face of a horse. I think I'll bang her. Horse face banger? <laughs> that's, that's big orange for you. Big orange. <laughs> big horns? Big horns. The issue at hand, though, is we're talking about our government. And these people in our government are really... They're not... sound like two morally sound individuals. Well, this guy. They don't have a moral test when you're in school to work in politics. <laughs> No moral test in high school that qualifies you to be, oh, well, this person was, uh, only sucked a couple dicks uh -huh. and only took it in the ass once, so she should be okay for the, uh -huh. 
that intern job with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> or Bill Clinton. Hey, it's not milk, right? <laughs> or it is. This is Gars and Just cigars, yeah, I didn't know what Bill Clinton was like accused of doing, like Yeah, something like that. Cigaring him. <laughs> it's like people need to know. These politicians are despicable. Like, I mean, really, there's It's abusive positions of power, dude. Like, this is all it is. They represent the beast well. What can we say, you know? The beast system. It is the beast system. America is the beast out of the earth. And Rome is the beast out of the sea. The beast that exists all over the multitudes of people. Whereas America only exists in one region. The beast out of the earth. But, says that the beasts out of the sea and the beasts out of the earth, at the very end, become... One. Yep. And that's when it becomes like, I think it's like the hour of power for the beast, so oh. to speak, where it's just they, they both have their dominant world dominance. And it's very interesting in the movie They Live, with we mentioned this in a recent episode... Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper is in it. 1980s movie, late 80s. Talks about they wanted worldwide dominance by 2025. And we're only a couple, you know, years years away from that. And this was back, potentially a, a predictive programming uh, message well, in this movie. A year away from yeah. that. Yeah, and I mean, look what's going on in the Middle East. Uh, Albert Pike said the Third World War would begin in the Middle East. And it is beginning. Right, before 2025. Just like uh, They Live uh, said, which I believe is a predictive programming of... <laughs> You'll like this, Riley, because one of the thing ways that uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper sees the, the truth the way things really are is he has to wear the sunglasses. He puts on the sunglasses and he starts seeing like everything, everybody that's evil, that's evil. <laughs> and he starts seeing everything. Yeah. Sunglasses. Wearing sunglasses, yeah. And he, he like gets these sunglasses from a church revival or something like that. He gets these sunglasses from a revival and these like boxes and stuff for some reason and like starts distributing to people and stuff and, they, and when people put on the sunglasses they like see the, the way he does see the truth as well weird yeah, now what happens what's that that happens now uh well this was in this took place in the movie 1988 I believe oh but it's saying that by in the movie by 2025, I, I assume this was like in a futuristic movie for our time right now. So yeah, it would be 2025. I guess or 2024 or whatever, you know, in that, that was this time period that this 
movie was futuristically describing. And I believe that this is exactly kind of, you know, kind of where we're at, you know. Right now, it's like it makes sense. And, and movies in Hollywood has been doing, dropping hints and stuff like this for some time now. Who is really following you, though? Following what? Hollywood is mainstream. I'm not. I sure as hell am not. I just happen to have seen this movie. Uh, and I just felt like it was a pretty interesting, provocative statement, you know, that they made. That they won worldwide dominance. Uh, the controlling force of in this movie won a worldwide dominance by 2025. And Rowdy Roddy Piper was kind of like the guy who was sent to uh, throw that whole plan off. I thwart, like, thwart that plan. I feel like me learning to walk again is almost obsolete. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the world's gonna end. Jesus is gonna come back and he's gonna be renewed anyways. Yeah, everything will be... The old um, way will be cast out and, like, the new will come in, you know? So chill, basically, is what I saying. Yeah, I think that's, a, you know, all that really matters, yeah, is just, like, you keeping the commandments of God, you know, and holding the testimony of Jesus, and that's what everybody needs to do. Yeah, I don't need the walk to do that. You don't need the walk to do that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's your only obligation. That's only everybody's obligation is that, really. I yeah. mean, it's like... But, unfortunately, people don't want to... It's people who don't want to accept that as just being... You know, they want to complicate things, and... So... Not too bad. Well, yeah, I mean, not only complicated stuff, but people just want to stick their nose in the shit. Yeah, I think people just like to have something to complain about. Yeah. They're just like looking for somebody, somebody or something to complain about. Like. Blow off some steam, like, hey, Michelle, for instance, my caregiver, she always accuses me of, uh, she'll be gone and come in the house and I'll just say something. Like, not even that important to accuse me of wanting to bitch about something. It's a sensitive issue, what can you say? People are sensitive about that kind of stuff. 
but it's just it's happening because I feel it's a part of human nature maybe even if you're not bitching about something somebody's taking it personally like you are because they want to like antagonize an issue you know it's just it's all about wanting to have kind of like tension constant tension or something you know like looking for things or somebody to like get tense about or something you know I don't know why I feel like some people are bent on that shit that's what I'm trying to say that's what I'm trying to bring to light and we're trying to like say no they just want the fight yeah it's like they're craving it they need the drama and I feel like this is part of the whole that's inside them because they're not Christian. Yeah, I do. I do too. I think it's the fact that their soul is not at peace with the Lord and like things are getting, times are getting darker and darker. And as the times get darker and darker, like that hole is coming more and more distressed you know it's having more of an effect psychologically distressing that rift between them and God but what can you do they have had the free will to choose that path you know what I mean to like segregate themselves from being holy in the eyes of God through keeping the commandments you know Loving God with all their heart, mind, and soul, and loving them they never as themselves. Come on, people, it's not that complicated as say civil. It's really civilized living, is what it is. Civil. Civilized living. That's really what we're just trying to be civilized. This is, and this is what God, I believe, deemed as the standard for civilized living for his people no matter what time no matter if it was a nomadic tribal era or a high uh, technology you know kind of technological utopia reality you know what I mean like uh-huh. it's still the same rules apply yeah. I don't think people want to apply those rules anymore they want to apply the only rules that they want to apply uh-huh. you know Selfish ways. We gotta break away from them. Uh-huh. Gotta break away. Just like we're trying to break away from Christmas. Trying to. That's the pagan stuff. Like you were talking about, man, I was been doing pagan stuff. You know, it's like, didn't even realize it. I was like... You don't. You don't realize it. And the beat, beast doesn't want you to... It loves that. It loves that ignorance. Like, it loves it, dude. It, ignorance is bliss for the beast. Yes. The beast people, dude. Like, the people who take the market. That's they how don't, he works. And he's stealth, dude. Stealth. Yeah. Stealthy. Is that a word? <laughs> he's stealthy. Yeah, that's a word. Stealthy. Of what? With his tactics on how he like gets people like in into trapped into his like 
Stealth ignorance. Stealth ignorance? <laughs> yeah. Stealth ignorance. That's what the beast is doing because who's the head of the beast? It's the devil. The devil is the one that says gave the beast his power and authority. He's the one that gave Rome its power and authority and gave also essentially America its authority too, I believe. And look at what America did in, in the Second World War. We won the war, man. And that's why we are the beasts of the earth because we are that last... Like at a time of wars and you know, these great world wars that were raging, like America came out on top as like the great the victor. Yeah, so it's like yeah, we still hold that when we were the ones who dropped the bomb. We dropped bombs too. Yeah, crazy. We got crazy. The Japanese man. Yeah. Where you say like we don't mess around. Like we are the top dog. We are the beast out of the earth. Hiroshima Nagasaki. Yep. Yep. That's all right, dude. And it's just, it's, that's why America is the beast out of the earth. But America is falling. Because there's a communist takeover of the world that's going on right now. And America is trying to become subject to that communist takeover. Commies know that America is a tough, is a tough take down. It's going to take process and time. Uh-huh. And so. That's the only thing that freaks me out is that. All these jihad and Ishmael, Hamas, and terrorists are patient. Yep. They're patient to just take advantage of a situation where they can blow something up or whatever. Well, the thing is, is that about those guys, if those guys ever try to get crazy here in the U.S., like, they know they got a war on their hands because of all the guns. They have to know that America is full of guns. It's armed. It's armed and ready to take these people down. So unless these people got nuclear weapons and, like, high-grade military arsenal to work with, like, they're in for, like, a rude awakening if they think they're going to come here and try to pull some crap. I got news for him. Well, not only that, our homeland security is... I don't trust our homeland security, man. I think our homeland security is already bought and paid for. I don't trust them one bit, and I don't have respect for them either. Oh, no. I hate to say it, dude. They're bad, dude. Yeah, I'd say it, man, because they're a part of the beast, dude. Beast out of the earth, man. They're connected to it. Like, they're a facet of it. You know what I mean? I don't know what to say, dude. Well, it's kind of there's kind of war between good and bad going on right now too, and it's not. Those lines aren't exactly clear. Yeah, yeah, and so there's room for people in to be in the military and still be good people. Yeah. But I'm just saying, as a whole, you know, like you're kind of guilty by association. You just align yourself with a crooked organ organization that's ultimately at its top is involved with things that are not right. 
You know what I mean? It doesn't matter whether you're a good person or not. You're aligned with something that's ultimately corrupt. You know? And it just... What, what can you say? You, you want to pardon that? Pardon that corruption? Or... Well, it's just... It's kind of guilty by association. You kind of like your zip that's been popped and just in there. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. Yes, it exactly is like that. I would mean, completely agree. It's a nasty mess. <laughs> Just did. Freshman's time. It's having a good time. Here on the set. ANC. Enjoy some delicious Midlow Ultra. Going down nice and smooth. Having a good time though. Feel like we've been bringing some good stuff to the table, trying to help people, trying to help give them wisdom. Uh huh. From whatever wisdom we're blessed with. Yeah. At least trying to do what we can, you know, trying to help educate people. people see the truth about the nature of things. Sometimes the truth hurts. Huh? People don't like to face the truth. But education is key. It is. It says in uh, Hosea in the Bible uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. And there's more, there's more things about being ignorant, and being ignorant is like the worst thing you can do. Well, yeah, <laughs> according to the Hosea scripture, yeah, it's like you, my people uh, perish for lack of knowledge, unfortunately, for being ignorant. Unfortunately, if it's their own doing or their if it's not even their own doing if they're just in a city spot where they have to be ignorant about something maybe then they're there's people who are effed out there Unfortunately. And. But. It's just like it says. Like, people come out from my people in Babylon. God is saying the same thing. He's like don't be ignorant. Like 
to, like you said, you were coming out, you've been coming out of Babylon, so to speak. You've been realizing that you were practicing pagan things and that you're trying to come out of that stuff to be more in line with God. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the same thing it says in Revelation for people just like you. God's saying to people just like you, Riley, like, hey, come out of her, my people, that ye not receive of her plagues. Just like it says in Hosea, it says uh, the people perish for lack of knowledge. It's like they die because they're drunk. It says the saints are drunk off the wine. The false teachings come out of her, my people. Christmas is bad. Celebrate Hanukkah. Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. He was hanging out on Solomon's porch in the temple during the, the time of Hanukkah. It says he was in the coolest part of the temple hanging out during Hanukkah. I think that <laughs> that is a sign not from Riley but from the word. It's a, it's a sign from the Lord, man. In the word that it says Jesus was at the Solomon's porch during Hanukkah. Now you need to celebrate just like Jesus did. Jesus did not celebrate Christmas. He was not for Christmas. He said all those who came before him are robbers and thieves. Who came before Jesus? The pagan religion. The sun worshiping, sun and moon worshiping system of paganism. That's what came before Jesus. And Jesus says, don't have anything to do with that. Like that, that is robbers and thieves religion. And I am the truth and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. You don't come through to the Father through Horus, Osiris, Allah, Ali, <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call him. You know, Bell, Marduk, anyone else? Odin, yeah, Thor, <laughs> Hermes, Mercury, Jupiter. These are robbers and thieves. This is the robbers and thieves religion. That was started by the early descendants of Cain. That began before the flood. Early in the history of mankind. Re-emerged on the scene after the flood at the Tower of Babel with Ham and his followers. Ham. Uh-huh. I'm talking pork. Uh-huh. And beans. <laughs> That's an unclean meat. It's unkosher. Thou shalt not eat of that. <laughs> it is delicious, though. And they put it in everything. You almost can't get breakfast without pork. Some kind of pig. Yeah. Swine. <laughs> Something. The baconator. <laughs> Bacon, sausage, sausage, patties. Yep. All ham. pork. All pork. Pig. Swine. Unclean. It's delicious. Baconator. Baconalia. Why did God make something you're not supposed to eat so delicious it's the same thing with the uh, un- the forbidden tree in the garden like God made it look so tempting to the people that they just had to eat it and he said no it's like he says no to the pig the eating of the pig 
Uh-huh. Same kind of concept. Uh, actually, you can't. Actually, I guess you can eat pig. All things are all things are acceptable and permissible, I guess, in a way, according to uh, to eat, anyway. Apostle Paul talks about that, but I still just feel like. I mean, I guess I suppose you could eat a little bit of pork here and there. I mean, whatever. It's not like it's a grave grave in sin to do so. It's just that I don't think it's healthy personally. Uh-huh. It's hard to get a breakfast sandwich with that bacon or sausage. I understand that. I haven't eaten pork for a real long time. I haven't had a problem abstaining from it, actually. Man, I wanted to do it, but... It's almost nothing to eat without pork. No, I just eat, like, you just eat chicken. I, I do the chicken and the turkey and the ground beef. And stuff of that nature. You know, but only in moderation, you know. It's not like I'm eating this stuff all the time. Yeah. It's like, I, I prefer to eat more vegetarian. But... Yeah, I like veggie burritos. I like veggie burgers, actually. Have <laughs> we had too much veggie burgers? Yeah. I was doing the one at uh, Safeway. They had a really good veggie burger at Safeway. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know to get that. I just was... Check, checked them out, you know? I was just there looking and saw them. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'll try them. And I've tried a lot of different ones. And I, the, the Safeway ones were the best. They don't make them anymore, though. They just started discontinuing making them, though it sucks. Kind of disappointed about it, actually. They're good, like... Fix them up just like a hamburger, you know, the mustard, ketchup, uh, mayo on the buns, you know, you know the hamburger buns. Mayonnaise. Uh, no, I, I just do regular mayonnaise. It doesn't need to be necessarily be vegan. Why don't you get vegan? I can't eat. I can't eat regular mayo. Uh, I just was doing the uh, Safeway brand. Oh, mail? Yeah. Just like yeah, I gave you regular mail. Okay. I'm surprised you don't do vegan anyways. Uh, I have before, but I just, I don't know, I just, I was, doing, so I was doing the organic, just the organic Safeway brand. It's so much better for you. Probably is. I, it, to me, I just a little bit of you know it's the flavor that I like. I'm trying to capture that. It's from grapeseed oil. The uh, the veganese. Yeah. 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 There's a few different kinds of uh, ones that they they have. Veganese, different kinds of. I mean, I don't mind it. It's it's good. I'm, I've done it before. I, it's right now. I've been doing the. 
the regular mail. Yeah. I love mail. I just can't eat it. Yeah. Yeah, I understand what you're talking about. Wants to come out of me about 50 times faster than it went in. <laughs> That's no good. I understand. <laughs> yeah, so I don't even know what we're talking about. We're kind of getting, yeah, on, well, on, get, on, getting, getting up nasty, on food. Getting nasty or trying to grab poop. Pork. We're talking about pork and healthier alternatives to trying to eat clean, clean meats, kosher clean meats. Because <laughs> honestly, I consider doing no pork, but this like. Nothing you can order in the morning doesn't have pork on it. It's like nothing. And I realize if you have stuff, then you don't even have to worry about it. But if you don't, like me, then everything there is to order has pork on it. It is a breakfasty kind of uh, food, I guess, you know. And actually, I ordered, I ordered the scramble from the Mexican joint. Yeah. And it's really good, but made with the ham. Yeah. And a couple times now, since I consider going porkless. Porkless? (laughs) I think we should call this one porkless. Okay. Continue on. Uh-huh. Since you considered going porkless, what happened? The Mexican restaurant. Two, a couple of times something's happened or something. The Mexican restaurant. Oh, I ordered the ham egg scramble. Yeah. And a couple of times I ordered it. Knowing that it has ham, but not even considering it, just ordered it like nothing. Yeah? And then it comes and I would go, yeah, I don't try not to eat pork, but it's here. Damn it. <laughs> Well, like I said, the Apostle Paul says all foods are permissible to eat, so to speak, are clean, I guess, now. Um, but I just I just took a stand against it a long time ago for some reason. I don't know why, but... 
don't know why. No, well, it's because of the Mosaic Law. The Mosaic Law defines it as an unclean meat. And, I don't know, I just kind of feel like there's some truth to that, you know? The same thing with uh, sea, sea fish, you know, or, you know, clams and... Not sea... <laughs> seashells or shellfish or whatever. Seashellfish, I guess, you know. Shellfish from the sea. You're not supposed to eat that because it's Clams, muzzles, um, stuff of that nature. Crab. Uh, yeah. Shrimp. No shit, that stuff is like the delicacies of the sea. Yeah, a lot of people look at lobster as a, as a um, yeah, I mean, as a gourmet food yeah yeah it's like nope it's like not clean dude like, I mean like I said like you can eat it if you want I mean it's like it's it's not gonna send you to hell if you eat it you're not gonna go to hell if you eat it but it's just is there some kind of a health risk to eating stuff that is declared unclean uh, by the mosaic law I don't know maybe so that's all I'm saying I'm just kind of feel like I'm trying to take heed, potentially, to limiting myself to the consumption of these these foods. Uh. Ultimately, it comes down to your free will. Like, if you want to indulge in lobster and clams and muzzles and stuff of that nature, then, I mean, uh, octopus and... Muscles. Uh, calamari, you know, stuff like that. That's all. But he just said all good. Yeah, also Paul said it's all good. If you're a Christian, I guess. If you're looking at, if you're trying to live a Christian life, lifestyle. True. Well, aside. Yeah, I mean, I've already distance myself from these foods you know it's, it's ultimately it's the listener's decision their free will you know it's just like oh I'm going to I'm going to indulge in these things you know as much as I want or I'm going to indulge in them every once in a while or I'm going to not indulge at all it's a decision to make this is a free flow I don't know where this came from but we're talking about it bringing it to light, we're bringing it to the surface it's for your health, like we were reading in, uh, last time we were reading uh, from the book of 3rd John and we are talking, one of the messages from John to Gaius, remember was there was three things that he like encouraged him in, one of them was to prosper in his soul which was the point we were really trying to make but what did he say before that, he said that he said that he would prosper in health, you know, that he would have good health as well. Like he wished him good health and that he would prosper in his soul. So health is important, you know, and it's like maybe eating stuff like that. Un unclean food you know, could be detrimental to your health. But are we... Do we believe 
Antigonus. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just it's just a personal preference. Really, It comes down to personal preference. I have the beholder. It's like, hey, I'm going to indulge in that, or hey, I feel like led not to. And it's not a salvation issue. That's the beauty of it. We don't have to really, like, get at odds with each other over it, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to get at odds with you because you're indulging in a little bit of meat in your breakfast. That's okay. pork or whatever. You yeah. know? Like, I'm not going to... I don't feel it's my need to edify you as a brother to abstain from that or something. To, or to hold you accountable against that. Because I mean the Mexican joy of the tree has a great ham and egg scramble. It is great. I probably would like it myself if, I, if I hate that And cheap as hell. And I'm not to say that I don't appreciate this, the taste of pork and ham and that kind of stuff either. Like, I, I mean, I when I was eating that food as a kid, like, I liked it, actually. It's just that I, when I became an adult, I had free will. At that point, to like, am I going to re- having this brought to light to me in the scriptures of the Pentateuch, the Torah, the Bible, you know, the law of Moses? I was confronted with this issue. How am I going to deal with it? Well, I decided to abstain. <laughs> 